Hey everyone, it's Satya, and you're listening to Love, Love Sex, Sex, and, and the Hidden, Hidden Agenda. Agenda. Hey, welcome back. It's Satya here. Hey, Amalia. Hello. So today, I have some thoughts going on, and I, I was thinking about actually this this boyfriend I had who had this uh, this foot thing and like a foot fetish. A what thing? Oh, a foot fetish. Uh huh. Yeah, a foot fetish, and it was pretty awesome, I have to say. Um, and but it you made me like want to worshiping your feet and stuff. Uh, yes, like kind of (laughs) that kind of thing. Yeah, that's kinky. Yeah, yeah, like that, and and then um, using uh, using my feet just in different ways, like during um, Mm -hmm. like the act of making love and whatnot, and. It was unique and and different, and I I felt uh, surprisingly um, I couldn't believe the way it made me feel and the sensations and how how much more erotic and arousing sex was just with it and um and so it just it, it got me thinking about just feet and general and and how throughout history there's been all this stuff about feet and um you know like cinderella and her glass slipper and um, jesus washing the feet of the prostitute and just the whole whole thing and i and i've had experiences actually one with you at a retreat with um like i felt portals in my feet opening up I felt all this energy going through so something's going on there and I I wanted to and and I know that even the idea of of feet or heels and um and um foot fetish is also becoming more I guess talked about and known and um anyway so I I couldn't wait to bring it onto our show and <laughs> and pick your brain a little bit because I want to know like what what have your experiences been with feet or or just history or spirituality or what do you know about feet <laughs> Yeah well there there are portals to our soul the feet um like you know all over the body we have spin points um in our morphogenetic field the the field that informs and makes up our physical body um you know the the vedics would call it the um the nadis you know the light Mm -hmm. the pathways of light or or the the taoist you know refer the meridians um 
And then, you know, you see the Kama Sutra and a lot of those sexual positions and the art of sexuality was all based on those spin points. You know, it's this ancient science of how, you know, whether it's our ears or our forearms or like, you know, all these places where, you know, in modern day context, it's like tickling and these, these erogenous zones. So those are all spin points um, mm-hmm. for energy that are moving in and out of the body, informing you from, from different levels. But when you bring in the full spiritual experience, you're, I think in the, in the feet, um, you know, it's our connection to the earth. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the place where we ground and, there's a lot of detoxing that happens through the feet, like in the, the foot baths. Um, Mm -hmm. There's so much energy that gets released through the soles of the feet and how we take in energy. You know, it keeps us grounded literally like um, it's the electrical current that keeps us connected to the planet, right? It's the gravitational force field. Um, So there's constantly energy moving from our feet to the earth and and back. And then when we connect and people touch our, our feet, we're conducting energy in and out. So whether you're receiving energy or giving, um, the, the flow goes both ways. So somebody touching your feet, uh, is very much going to receive a lot of energy from you and they can also, um, put energy through your feet. I, I had a, a mystic teacher in one of my mystery schools I went to. Um, he's a Hungarian trained Hungarian mystic, and he did something I've never seen anyone else do, which was foot readings. He would read oh, wow. the soles of your feet instead of your palms of your hand. Um, oh wow! <laughs> yeah, it was really interesting. He would he said that there was um, you know so much information about the soul, our soul in the soles of our feet. <laughs> mm. um, I found that really fascinating. And, and the one reading he gave me kind of spooked me out and I didn't want to learn and know anymore because it, it was too much prediction for me that it, mm. <laughs> mm. he told me I was going to have, I think I mentioned it on the podcast once. He told me I was going to have some child that was like autistic. And I was like, I'm locking down my ovaries. And from that day on, I was like, I'm not, I'm not having kids. Like, no way, no way, no way. I was like that, that, Future oh wow! Is not going to happen. Um, yeah, he saw some image of a child like reaching up to me, and I wasn't available for the child. I didn't understand the child, and I'm like, "Oh my god, that's a repeat of my mother and me." I'm never going to do that to a, a child. Um, wow. I don't want to do that to a child. So yeah, a lot, right? That's a lot of information. Oh my gosh. I've never heard of that before. I've never heard of foot reading. That I hadn't either. Yeah, I hadn't either. Um, huh. But yeah, back to the foot. Yeah, there's so much that, that happens in the feet. So what, what happened in the retreat with me? What, what are you referring to with the, what'd you say? Your, your chakras opened in the feet? Yeah, uh, we were in a deep dive and I was laying down and I think we'd been uh, in meditation in, in that state for maybe an hour or something. And oh, was this during the, the unwind session in Shasta? It, yeah, I think so. It was a couple, it was years ago. So I'm like, um, but yeah, it was in Mount Shasta. Yeah. And I just could feel all this. I, I just 
felt the arches of my feet were just opening and spinning and there was all this light and just like, I, I don't know, shooting out, shooting in, just on fire, like um, it buzzing. And it was happening in the palms of my hands as well. And I, I, I know. Isn't this the time that your voice opened also? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I remember now. I, I'm I'm reading your energy, like watching the body as you're describing it. Mm. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just there was a lot going on then, and and I, but I remember being. I definitely remember that that about my feet because mm-hmm. I had never felt that before. Yeah. Well, going back to that moment, because now I'm remembering the exact moment you're talking about there you were rushing so much current and you were so multi-dimensionally open like we mm-hmm. had just done the unwind you were dancing I remember you stomping your feet a lot do you remember mm, that? no so, <laughs> yeah because there was the drumming and I remember you go getting into this sort of like African primal stomp mm. Mm. you don't remember I have you on video, actually. And what's funny is I was watching that video just like two days ago, and I was going to send it to you because we had some videos uh, on in that session. Um, Oh. But it's so sacred. I was like, I have to show her this because this was the moment that she woke up, and I wonder what energy you would be seeing. Oh, wow. So I will send that to you. Um, Oh, wow. Oh, thank you. Anyone else should see it necessarily. There was so much energy. It was... um, but I remember, yeah, you rushing energy through the feet. And I think, you know, when we open the gates of our body, like what, what I'm doing in the unwind practice and, um, you know, in, in these body clearings of mm-hmm. becoming multidimensional beings, we have to open and clear the spin points, all these gateways in the body. So these spin points are, you know, we've got, I think, over 3,000 spin points in our field. So they all, in order for us to be fully realized as a as an evolved soul, like living our full full human potential, we would mm-hmm. have all of our nadis like fully um, rushing with clear light, and, and we'd be this full electrical ball of light. Right. Getting to that point would wake us up to all of our um, extrasensory, multidimensional knowing. It's a very evolved state. Very few people on the planet can hold that state, but we're getting there, right? It's happening faster and faster. And in that moment, I I remember seeing you stretch. And I, I think we talked about this in a previous podcast where you I saw you in the 12th dimension and I was so grateful because you were holding that pole for me as I was doing some soul retrieval for another participant. And you started doing that sound surgery, like, pitch that you did and I was Mm -hmm. so grateful because you kept the gate open to the higher plane while I had to go low and whenever we do this kind of um, clearing work or soul work everything works in um, polarity so you know the shadow and the light have to match Mm. in terms of depth or breadth or you know, so I was diving really deep and I needed support and I asked for support. And then you start, you, you were like all vibratory and then you, you heard it and went there. And 
Yeah, that was, that a was very powerful time. <laughs> that was very, yeah. I, I, one of the reasons that that was so amazing to me was that there was no speaking about it. It was all, you know, telepathic. It was all just that I, I knew what was needed. It was like we were on another realm talking to each other or understanding what, what was going on and what was necessary. And I just knew, you know, and people, I think we, I think that happens to everyone more often than they, they realize, you know, but we don't. Well, and that's the self mastery that I talk about all the time Mm -hmm. um, that I'm looking to continue to activate within myself, but experience in collaboration with others, because I feel that that's our, that's our potential of our species. Like I feel each one of us holds that amount of knowing within us if we could just access it. And when, when those lights in the body, when the, when the nadis and all these gateways are open and flowing, um, that kind of instinctual primal knowing, the, the intuition, all of it, the tele, telepathic communication, mm-hmm. we're, we're already hooked into the same frequencies. So. So you just know why you're there and what you're supposed to do, whether your conscious mind and your intellectual mind can cognize what you're doing in the moment. That's a different story, but your spirit starts doing the work it came here to do. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, along the line with the feet, um, yeah, I didn't think of what you just said about the, you know, foot, foot baths. And I've seen those at conferences and stuff and all this stuff comes out in the water. Mm-hmm. If you do like these Chinese foot baths and, mm-hmm. uh, Super detoxifying. Yeah. Yeah. And it is, it is amazing that we do, we do detoxify through our feet and, and we do, we connect with the earth through our feet. And in a way it's, it's almost like, um, <laughs> I guess, um, I mean, sexually speaking, and as far as the brain goes and sexual arousal, I know that the areas of um, disgust and, um, and, and, and pain and arousal and pleasure, it's all in very located in a similar spot. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it makes sense, I guess, on that level. Well, yeah. And like in, in a lot of cultures, most cultures, I think the feet are, are dirty, right? Like when you go into an Asian house, you have to remove your shoes or wash your feet before you enter the home because you have so much toxicity and bacteria on your feet that, you know, in ancient days, um, everyone's feet were washed when they came home because they weren't wearing shoes. And now it's modern day. It's like you take your shoes off. And your shoes are protecting, right. Your shoes are protecting your feet. And so you take your shoes Mm -hmm. off and, um, Hmm. But the the anointment, you know, I had this interesting experience, um, when, when the portals of my feet open and I, I haven't told you this, so I'll share it with you because it's, it's kind of similar to what happened to you with the unwind thing we did, but, um, mm. more, more akin to like w- an initiation for me waking up to my gifts. It was, mm-hmm. um, I think it was 2005. So it was a couple years after I had my major Kundalini awakening and I had, um, gone back to, to school and I was studying consciousness 
healing and ecology at this kind of alternative college. Um, and although we were in consciousness studies and it was a very intensive program and we were exploring all of this stuff, our, our cohort of like 30 students, uh, everybody had different, um, what do you call them? Like, uh, focuses. So not everyone was in consciousness and healing. We were all ecologists, but most people mm-hmm. in that batch were maybe into green business or green building, or some of them, you know, maybe half of them were into the consciousness studies. But even within the consciousness studies, there was like, you know, people coming at it from the perspective of, um, you know, Eastern medicine and mind body connection, that kind of thing. I, I was waking up to the fact that I'm this multidimensional galactic portal and channeling. So they let me do my thesis on the metamorphosis of the human, like moving into this multidimensional human. So that was my year of study. And um, we were having our, our last class and they just circled everyone to have, you know, a kind of intentional moment, but there was no shaman. It was like a, everyone just circled up and they were kind of praying, but there was no, there was nobody really strongly holding the circle. I mean, there, mm-hmm. there was definitely, it, it was, they were holding it from a leadership perspective, but it felt more like a kind of a hippie business meeting rather than like a shamanic person who can handle the type of energy a group field creates. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I started going into a spontaneous trance at those times. I couldn't control when this would happen to me. And uh, so she's holding it and praying and I'm thinking, Oh, that's sweet that we're gathering and Oh, I'm going to miss these people. This was an amazing program. And then all of a sudden something very weird happened in the room where I started seeing like swirling energy and it was almost like I was going to faint. Um, mm. But like my, my seeing turned on to a level that I couldn't control. And I started to shake really strongly. Mm -hmm. And there was a girl who was in the program who was opposite me in this circle of 30 people holding hands. And she looked at me and I knew her as like a witch from ancient times. Like she was in the program and the whole year, I always sort of had this issue with her. I sort of saw her as like a Jezebel type, a woman I shouldn't trust, someone that I don't know. Like I just, I, Mm -hmm. I loved her for the sense that she was there doing the work, but like there was something in me that just never trusted her or felt she was like playing with dark magic or something. Mm -hmm. And in the circle, um, at that moment, when I started to see everything go blurry and dizzy, she, I saw an energetic, like dark lightning bolt hit me. And I started going into convulsions, literally. I mean, that's what it looked like to everyone else. And I couldn't control it. And I tried to let go of the hands and move away. I was just going to go to the bathroom, but I couldn't even move. I fell to the floor and was like in Kundalini. um, It looked like I'm having a seizure for someone who wasn't aware of what was happening. Oh my God. That's how it was for me too during during that unwind session. I was, my eyes were like, Rolling in the back of your head. Yeah. yeah, and I was shaking and I, I felt like maybe I was paralyzed, but maybe I wasn't. But yeah, like I couldn't move and I, yeah, I didn't know. It Not was cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> God I'd been meditating a long time before that and I, I felt 
safe in that. Otherwise, I would have freaked out. Anyway, I just... Well, thank God you were laying down at the point and we had just done it, right? I mean, but I wasn't. I was standing up and I'm supposed to be like in a conscious mind. Like nobody's doing deep spiritual soul retrieval work. It's it. We're just saying goodbye. Like, all right, this was a sweet program. Bye, everyone. Let's sing a song, you know, like kumbaya kind of a thing. And I go onto the floor flailing around. Well, anyway, she she let go of the hand. I remember her walking straight up to me and she Mm. knew exactly what to do. She was the only person in the circle, her and actually two other girls from the consciousness program. Um, Amanda, funnily enough, the girl who I just, my sister who just passed away, she was there and Mm. Um, this other girl, uh, two other girls named my, they, they like rushed, um, to my assist. Like they all, these four women basically came towards me, but the girl who, uh, who I was most challenged with was like the one to, who knew exactly like, so she touched me and I started having full on vision of another timeline in Jesus times, like ancient biblical times. Oh, wow. And um, she put me in a chair. And okay, at this point, nobody knows what to do. And all of the green business people are like, oh, God, these <laughs> spiritual ones, you know, like, and I could feel all of that. And I couldn't control what was happening. <laughs> but she called to someone and said, bring a tub of water. And she put my feet in water. And oh, the wow. second she put my feet in the water, um, all of the toxicity that was running the electrical currents that were Mm -hmm. making me twitch it all just went into the water like it was like she captured the spirit that was trying to go through me oh wow yeah and I was like uh, in that moment something karmically between her and me it was like she was she was removing a curse that she had put on me in ancient times. I know it sounds weird, but this is exactly what I saw. And she knew what she was doing. And she kept um, petting my feet in this like way of, I'm so sorry, forgive me. And I love you way. (laughs) Um, And she got out these oils and she started anointing my feet with oil and putting the oil in the water and everything she did. I was so sensitive. Like, uh-huh. Everything she did changed what I was seeing in this alternate vision and was helping my system stop. I, I was also crying hysterically. Like I couldn't stop sort of wailing. It, it was, mm-hmm. it was horrible um, on a coolness level. I couldn't. <laughs> and, and then she takes my feet out and there's no towel. And she had this long flowing black hair and she starts what? Drying. Yeah. She starts drying my feet with <gasps> And I was like, okay, I don't like this girl. I don't know why she's doing this. But I felt, I cracked. I just cracked into sobbingness and I was holding her head. And she had her head on my knees as she's like drying my feet and putting these oils. And she did it in like the softest, most gentlest way I've ever had my feet touched in my life. Oh, wow. And we were both sobbing and she's crying. And then the other women who were supporting her to get the water, bring the oils, you know, and they're also concerned. They're my friends. Mm-hmm. They were just sitting kneeling before me. I'm in a chair and they're all kneeling on the floor. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? You know, this is crazy. But what I realized is I had to drop all of my judgment towards her. It went away in the water. Mm -hmm. And whatever she 
did, I don't know, something, something, we transmuted something ancient, dark, and vile between the sisterhood. And we both, we both went into a, a place of complete submission for the other. So even though she's washing my feet and that's like a, a kind of hierarchical thing, right? Like enslaved, the slaves would wash the feet, right? It's like a, not shameful, but a derogatory thing kind of to do, right? Like it's right. in the Hindu caste system, it's the, it's the lowest caste who washes someone's feet. Really? Oh. And so for her to do that is a sign of complete um, servitude, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So to wash the dirtiest part of my body, it, technically speaking. Um, and for me to allow her to touch my feet, the most sensitive place of, of my portals of my body, you know, like where my, all this information is coming in and out, was mm-hmm. I had to humble myself to even allow her to wash my feet. It was, it was an unbelievable initiation. It went on for like three hours. I mean, everyone had gone home except the four women were left in this building. Like literally the whole room had transformed like three times in the midst of me falling into the convulsions. And, um, Oh my gosh. Yeah. And we cleared something. (sighs) It was the most beautiful ending, but what she told me in our integration moment, she said, you know, I don't know what was going on in the room, but I saw these dark shadows lurking. And I was like, I did too. And she said, and I felt like no one was holding the space properly. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I was feeling. And it was making me uncomfortable. And I didn't know what I was supposed to do. She's like, yeah, I was told to do something with it, but I was scared of it. So I sent it to you because I knew you knew what to do with it. And she said, she literally sent it to me like a lightning bolt. And then when she saw me collapse in convulsions, she got so scared. And that's why she ran straight to me. That's why she knew what to do because she uh, did it purposefully. Oh gosh. Okay. That's for Consciously. Easy. Yeah. And that was like trippy for me. Cause I was like, okay, so she's also a seer and we both, so here I am at the end of my thesis. I had just given my presentation like a few days prior to that, you know, it's the end of the term. Right. Um, and she knew what my thesis was. So, she, and I, I forget what she was working on. Um, I think goddess or Celtic wisdom, something like that. So she hmm. knew how to anoint feet. That was part of her studies. Wow. Yeah. And That's it beautiful. was the biggest blessing. I, I feel like we just cleared something like for the whole sisterhood and, and these women yeah. who were watching they knew they also didn't like her very and actually most of the women in our batch kind of didn't we, we didn't jive with her you know there was something untrustworthy about her huh and um and i wonder what that was cleared it this somehow cleared it where where she was like forgiven for her i felt like it was sort of um she had gone against the sisterhood or something like she had. um, And it was sort of in a sexual way, like a Jezebel type thing where she had like stolen purposefully, like enchanted a man or something like that. That wasn't hers to do, Mm -hmm. you know, like using sex magic basically in an ancient time. And the sisterhood had um, ostracized her basically because she was doing dark arts 
right and right trading like the the bond of trust hmm Wow. I wonder if something in the water too could just, you know, conduct all of that energy going through you. I mean, because we know that water conducts electricity. It's the whole thing is that's, that is a crazy story. Oh my gosh. I can't believe she tried your feet with her hair. Oh. It's interesting because I didn't, I kept seeing biblical times and saying this, and I guess she, because she had done the studies and, you know, this part Mm -hmm. of her research, but I guess they did that in ancient times. Like, I think um, the story, what's the story in the Bible of Jesus? um, Was it Mary Magdalene who washed? Yeah. Or he washed her feet. Her feet. He washed, not Mary, Mary Magdalene is the... Oh my God, I should know Consort. this. <laughs> the, right, yes, okay. His twin the prostitute. The pro, so-called they, prostitute, yeah. They were in the, the Bible. <laughs> so-called prostitute, right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I went to one of those, um, oh, I'm blanking on the word right now, but I spent some time with the Peruvian elders and did some ceremony with the them. Piero. Yes, and... And they do that, you know, they had this whole thing where I stepped onto um, rose petals and the um, the grandfather, you know, was anointing my feet and with different, you know, sage and, and petals and other things. And one foot was had white petals, I think, and the other foot had red petals. And oh, wow. uh, I... I I wasn't sure. What, I mean, the left side of the body, uh, obviously, yeah, we know clear, is clear female the masculine and, and feminine. Yeah, right. And I know in tantra, red is female and white is male. Um, and I had that right, right. <laughs> and but so I'm not sure if that had something to do with it, or, or if it was masculine, feminine, or you know which side of the body, or anything like that. But all I know is that. Um, stepping on those rose, rose petals was amazing. And then he did a bunch of other stuff while I was just standing on these rose petals. Well, um, in, in the mystic Hungarian mysticism, red, you know, equates to passion and all of the, um, it's a total second chakra, uh, you know, this, this passion, this lust, it, it connects to that. When you see red, like in a dream, it, it's also anger, whatever. So red and the white is the full purity, the highest consciousness. So I think, I don't know what the Kiero's intention are, but when I look at it from, from my training, I would say that, you know, you're balancing out. Um, and the passion is also where your life purpose and your, your, direction in your life is going like we follow our passions right so if you're if we're purifying our passions which to me would be like the red and the white road um we're cleansing um to find you know right livelihood right relations to to follow the higher path right to be in in balance between the two where we're not like negating our passion um, for our spirituality, you know, like doing this higher than thou, um, a, you know, being an aesthetic or, or, or being a nun. Nick, yeah. Um, or the opposite of being like, so in our lustful 
passion that we don't see the higher road or the higher meaning and the that we're not grounding the soul uh, in the body or our spirit essence isn't we're not giving it precedence so I feel like it's a emerging we should look that up I wonder what the Kiero's um yeah intention is that I do think I do think we need more balancing um, in in the West and in the United States with um, with our sexuality and spirituality coming together and because um, there's a huge disconnection there. Um, I did actually look up um, uh, and I found something interesting about the whole the feet thing and the brain and it said that the brain region, okay, the, the region in the brain that manages genitalia is nestled against the region that manages feet. So that's just another little, little tidbit. Yeah. Hmm. Little tidbit about well, on that little tidbit. We need to say goodbye for today. <laughs> Thanks for um, bringing up a very interesting and exciting conversation. Satya. That was <laughs> somewhat surprising, but not knowing you. Um, but thank you. And thanks for everyone who's listening. If you'd like to, um, reach out to us and, and let us know your questions or comments about the show. Please share the show with others you think would benefit from it. You can find us at lovesexagenda.com and on social media and all the podcast channels. All right. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank Katya. you. Bye. Bye. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you'd like to contact us and stay in touch with us, you can find us at lovesexagenda.com. That's lovesexagenda.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram, Love Sex and the Hidden Agenda. Dear